This is the HIV Virus Podcast. A production of Bruiser TV, LLC. This has really been a hard, hard time. Um, Emily is not coping well, and and we, I mean, I don't, we don't know how to fix it. None of us. It's just... I mean, we, we made a birthday cake for him on his birthday, and, but, you know, it just... It's just not fair. It's just not fair that... That we all have to go through the rest of our lives without, without Thomas, you know. I'm not saying he was, he was a great kid. He, he had his issues. Who doesn't, you know? But the events that unfolded that day, I don't understand how the driver of the car was not culpable for something. Why she isn't facing some sort of charges? It just, I don't understand. You know, these boys, I understand, I, I, at least I feel that they didn't intentionally mean to hurt, kill Thomas, but they intended to hurt him. They, they hit him and they kicked him when he was down. Who, do, who does that? Somebody that can't defend themselves. And, you know, I, I hope that these boys have to stay till they're 21. You know, I'm glad that they got in the youth treatment center as opposed to jail because I, I agree with the judge that I think that the jail portion probably would have made them worse. But I also want to make sure that, that that they come out to be decent human beings. I don't want my nephew's death to be in vain. You know, I hope that these boys, that they, that they really truly understand what they did. You know, not just the physical act of killing someone, but taking another human being's life from a family, from a daughter, from a mother, a, a brother, a, a, a nephew, a grandson, a cousin, you know? I just... We just really miss Thomas. And nothing can change that. And I just hope that at least today can it help us start to begin some healing that that we so desperately need the doctor is in ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages my name is dr j thomas this is the hiv diaries podcast on spotify itunes youtube and podbean as well as on Facebook, facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries, Spirit Life Media at yahoo.com. So I guess it will, uh, I guess, go without saying in so many words. Last week's show was quite interesting, wasn't it? I heard from a couple people like, man, you, uh, you were uh, a little hyped up last week. Something wrong? <laughs> Not really, but yes. And let me tell you what is wrong. Let me tell you what is wrong. It's the same thing that is wrong right now in the world today. It's that there is there's this problem of accountability. There's no accountability anymore. You know what I'm saying? Someone does something and, and nobody wants to take responsibility for it. It's not my fault. It's my dad's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's the way I grew up. Blah, blah, blah. Now, this takes us to a clarification that I would like to make. I said last week on the program, and I was talking about men who take it upon themselves to exert their strength and beat women, right? So, 
I said last week, it's not your daddy's fault that you hit a woman. It's not your mommy's fault you hit a woman. It's not the world's fault you hit a woman. It's not your kids you can't control that you hit a woman. It's your fault that you hit a woman. And I meant that. Every single word, 100% totally to the hill, meant that. But I need to clarify. We are all, at the end of the day, products of our environment. But it is up to us how we portray that into the real world and into the everyday world. When I was younger, I was a very, um, I want to say angry young man, but I craved a lot of attention. And you could argue and say that that probably comes from things that happened when I was younger. You may be right. But then I got older and it turned into, I have to succeed at any cost. That aggressiveness came out. And then I got a little bit older and to the point where I am now, 37, going to be 38 in September. And I was just talking with my dad about this, that I find myself getting more calm and relaxed and patient and compassionate. And again, you could argue that that's from what I've been through because now I have life experience and you would be probably 100% right, but I could have went the other way. I could have went the other way and been an angry son of a bitch. And beat the hell out of a woman. But I chose not to. Do you know why? Because I have respect for women. If you don't have respect for women. And you don't have respect for young girls. Then you have no business being a father. And no business at all really having anything to do with your children. And that's just how I feel. If you can't set an example. And be a person who is going to be a good role model to your young daughter or to your young child, you have no business being a parent. Any fool with a dick can make a baby, but it takes a man to raise a child. And let me tell you the story right now of a man who did and was actually doing quite well in his life and was raising his daughter the right way. She was four years old when she saw her father get killed by a group of young punk thugs who thought that it would be cool to keep it real. And this happened right here in Toledo. The four-year-old girl saw her father, Thomas Lehman, step out of his car put his hands in the air and say he didn't want to fight. Instead, assailants from another vehicle punched him, kicked him, and stomped on his head. The girl's mother told the story in Lucas County Juvenile Court Monday prior to two teenagers being sentenced for killing the man. And this story comes to us from The Blade, Toledo Blade to be more exact, the online edition published November 27, 2017. 
Lucas County Juvenile Court Judge Connie Zummelman sentenced Roberto Almagauer and Jordan Collins, both 16, to the Lucas County Youth Treatment Center. They will be there for a minimum of six months, depending on treatment needs. Hope they got raped in jail, by the way. I just want to mention that. If they do not follow assigned programming, they could be sent to the Ohio Department of Youth Services up until age 21. The teenagers previously pled no contest, not not guilty, no contest to involuntary manslaughter, a third-degree felony, and disorderly conduct. And here was the quote, and I think this is so telling. I often wonder if they heard Emily screaming in the truck as they continued to stomp his head into the pavement and why they continued to do what they have done. These young men were sick, evil, vile teenagers. How do you kill a father in front of his four-year-old daughter? And how do you defend that? What a sick, twisted world we live in. Thomas M. Twitch Lehman, age 23 of Toledo, died Wednesday, August 9th, 2017, in Prometica Toledo Hospital from injuries sustained in a horrific attack. He was born November 5th, 1993 in Toledo and was a 2012 Whitmer High School graduate. Thomas found a job that he loved and excelled at when he became a ceramic tile setter. He was an extraordinary young man and father. Thomas loved spending time with his daughter and always doted on her. Emily was the single greatest accomplishment of his short life. He loved his Emily Rose beyond life. And boy, does she love her daddy. <laughs> These young kids killed viciously, savagely, with no heart, no compassion, and nobody other than themselves in the back of their head because guess what on the streets you gotta keep it real yo do you know how that's going to traumatize her how can you live with that and how can you defend that well it's the world's fault no it's really not i have no compassion for these young men no compassion whatsoever for these young punks that did this. I really don't. There's a website uh, called European Times, I believe is what it is. And the headline reads about a Mexican gang killing a father. Because that's basically what this was. When a child gets older, they will do one of two things. They will either learn from it and choose not to repeat it or they'll take that out on somebody else. And that's, I pretty much feel what happened here. It's sad. And it's sick. But I'll tell you what. We've all been teenagers. We've all made mistakes, right? No, they were just teenagers. They just made a mistake. When they get older, they'll learn. They'll learn. They'll learn. Never mind the fact that this little four-year-old girl at the time, who I believe is now six, seven, or eight, is going to grow up without a father now. You know, we talk about as you get older, right? We choose to make our own decisions, 
and we choose to do things in life and whether we want to admit it or not we are all ultimately all responsible for our own life choices those young people because of the fact that they were juveniles yeah maybe as they get older it'll be able to be forgiven but let me tell you a story about somebody where it wasn't forgiven this also comes to us as well from theblade.com central city man arraigned in connection to drunk driving case a central city driver pled not guilty wednesday to charges stemming from accusations he drunkenly ran a red light and crashed into a woman's vehicle injuring her and her son sergio resendez 32 of the 5900 block of walnut street is charged with two counts of aggravated vehicular assault both second degree felonies two counts of aggravated vehicular assault both third degree felonies and two counts of operating a vehicle under the influence both misdemeanor offenses Mr. Resendez is accused of running a red light on April 29th, 2019, while driving westbound on Sylvania Avenue before striking another vehicle driven by a woman whose name was not available, which was traveling southbound on Talmud Road. He was also driving under a suspended license at the time. What a winner, right? The woman and her nine-year-old son, who was a passenger in the car, were severely injured in the crash, according to Assistant County Prosecutor Charles McDonald. The woman suffered broken ribs, while the boy had a bruised lung and a concussion. I'm going to run that by you one more time. The woman and her nine-year-old son, who was a passenger in the car, were severely injured in the crash. The woman suffered broken ribs while the boy had a bruised lung and a concussion. According to the prosecutor, Mr. Resendez's blood alcohol content was 0.23, which was tested sometime after the crash when he was transported to the hospital. 0.23. Do you know how much alcohol you have to drink? To get to point two three, take this from someone who has had a legitimate drinking problem in his life. You got to have a couple beverages at least in you to get to point two three. Jesus Christ! Mr. McDonald asked Judge Stacy Cook to set bond, who I believe was the uh, lawyer of the uh, person who was hit, to set bond at a total of three hundred thousand dollars, which she followed. Good for her. Oh, and are you ready for the best part? Just 20 days before the April 29th crash pled no contest to an amended charge of physical control of a vehicle under the influence amended from operating a vehicle under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Judge Amy Burling suspended his license until April 2020, meaning his license was suspended on the day of the crash, injuring the mother and son. Mr. Resendez has an additional pending case in Toledo Municipal Court from June 2nd of possession of controlled substances, a fifth degree felony. You ready for some more information on this winner? Toledo police responded to Mr. Resendez's residence for a report that Mr. Resendez is overdosed 
Ohio law provides immunity for some drug offenses when a person seeks medical assistance for an overdose, but Mr. Resendez is no longer qualifies for immunity from arrest or prosecution because he is on active probation and has been involved in multiple other overdoses. But I'm sure it's all the fault of the parents, right? Of course. It's all his mommy's fault he turned out the way he did. It's all his daddy's fault he turned out the way he did. It's the world's fault. It's his kids he can't control, right? No, it's not. If you get to that point in your life, in your early 30s, and you're still acting like this, this is on you. Point I'm making here with all of this. You got to take some personal responsibility for what you do. You do. Now, let me tell you another story about personal responsibility. About a young man. I know very well. He uh, came from a home where there was a mother and a father who, when he was born, was married. Not that that matters anymore, of course, but this was back then, 35 years ago. And as he got older, when he finally came to the point in his life where he was able to project himself and speak, he had seen a lot in his life. He had seen his mother do drugs right in front of him. He had seen his mother solicit herself to others to help pay for her habit. He had also seen his mother get pimped out. I remember being young, real young, and my grandparents would come over and they'd get us to go wherever, you know, take us for a little bit. My grandmother would go to change my brother's diaper. He would have bruises all over him. And it was my mother was the one that was doing this to him. Do you know why? Here is the truth. And I spoke before about my mother. And my mother cleaned herself up, got herself on the right track. Thank God, uh, right before she died. And, you know, it doesn't change what happened, but she did eventually change her ways. But the reason my mother did this to my brother was because he looked just like my father. And he did. If you see young pictures of my middle brother, who I'm speaking of, with glasses on, holy crap, does he look like my dad. (laughs) He just does. But that was what happened. Sadly, He and my younger brother were shipped around, and I spoke about this on the last show too. And there was a lot of stuff that happened there. My mother's side of the family was so convinced that it was my father doing all this. And I witnessed, I witnessed my mother beat the shit out of my brother a couple times. My father never laid a hand on us kids. It was all my mom. It was all my mom. As we all got older, I never saw my brothers. And when I did, it was usually never under the greatest of circumstances. And my father tried really, really hard, really, really hard to get custody of my two brothers. And he could have. Problem was, he didn't make a lot of money. And so my father looked at the situation and said, okay, Obviously, 
them being with their mother is not a good idea. And I, I think we can all agree on that. And so my father agreed to have them go be with my aunt and my uncle on my mom's side. And their names were Betty and Merle. I remember this very, very, very well. And it's mainly because my Aunt Betty thought my father was the devil incarnate. Do you know why? Because he listened to that rock and roll music. And he liked to come home after work and have a beer or two. And he watches that wrestling. And, you know, that wrestling is violent. And that wrestling is going to lead to, you know, Joseph being this devil, too. And all. It's like Old Testament fire and brimstone with this woman. And I kid you not. Not only was this woman very Old Testament. To the point, by the way, of the way she thought and the way she spoke and the way that she presented herself, she used to beat the hell out of this young man as well. My middle brother never laid a hand on Josh, never laid a hand on my younger brother. Do you know why? My mother was supposed to have a daughter and she didn't and so she treated my younger brother like a girl (laughs) told you my mom had some problems my aunt was so my great aunt that i'm talking about was so old school she used to go out and make my brothers cut their own switch when they were getting disciplined Now, those of you who are younger, you're going, huh? Cut your own switch. Oh, yeah. Some of the older people that are listening right now are going, oh, my God. It's PTSD. Do you know what cutting your own switch is? Go outside to a tree and take a branch off the tree to bring in to get your ass whooped with. I swear to God, if that's not some fucked up psychology, I don't know what is. That's what my great aunt used to do to my middle brother. And my younger brother, because of all of this trauma, developed a really bad stuttering problem. Because of everything that he was being put through by my mother and by, at that time, I want to emphasize at that time, by my mother's side of the family. As they got older... He started acting out. My middle brother did. He would lie. He would cheat. He would steal. He would cause fights. He would get suspended. And eventually got expelled from high school. And then he got somebody pregnant. And then he got somebody else pregnant. And then he got somebody else pregnant. My middle brother has four children by three different mothers. And... I know for a fact that a couple of those children took no responsibility. None. 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 I tell you that story to tell you this one. A number of months back, you know, my brother showed back up. This is the brother I've been talking about this last X amount of minutes. And he showed back up. 
is he would do that. He would disappear and then he would show back up and then he would disappear when things got hot and then when things cooled down, he'd show back up, right? So he shows back up and he goes to my grandpa, starts to steal checks from my grandfather, who is in his early 80s, by the way. And he starts writing false checks. Well, guess who else used to write false checks? Bad checks. Rubber checks. Guess who else used to do that? My mother did. A lot. He starts writing these rubber checks for lots of money. I mean, lots of money. He gets caught. And he gets caught red-handed in a line at a bank. And I saw the picture. And do you know what his excuse was when he got caught? You ready for this one? Well, I stole the money and took the money because I was sending it to a preacher in Africa to pray for my marriage. Swear to God. And if I never see my brother ever again, it'll be too soon. Him, not my younger brother. My younger brother and I are still cool, even though sometimes his wife and I don't see eye to eye, which happens. But I'm still cool with him. But my middle brother? No, I hope he falls off a cliff for that. So he went to court. And he's got a felony on his record now. Good for him. But you know what? It wasn't his fault. Wasn't his fault, was it? No. No! It's my mommy's fault. Well, you know what? To a certain degree, young man, maybe it is. But you know what? I think once you hit 30... If you're still blaming your mommy and daddy for what went wrong in your life, maybe you need to go take a look in the mirror. (sighs) You know, just once in life, just once in life, I want to hear somebody go on a talk show or a television program, or counseling session, and just say, you know what? (laughs) My mom was great. My dad was great. My siblings were great. My family was awesome. (laughs) I'm just a shithead. Just once. You know, just once. So, that kind of wraps up the show for this week. So, next week on the show, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about yet, but but I'm going to tell you, Stay tuned. Next week, we will be back. This is the HIV Diaries podcast. My name is Dr. Jay Thomas. This is, as I said, the HIV Diaries podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Facebook, facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries, Spirit Life Media at yahoo.com is how you get in touch with the program. Y'all be good out there. Stay safe. God bless. And be sure, if you're a parent, before you go to bed tonight, when you kiss your children, good night. Tell them you love them. And to all of you out there who are stepfathers, potentially, thank you for doing everything that you do 
to set an example for that young child, whoever they may be. Thank you. Take care out there, everybody, and God bless. I don't want my nephew's death to be in vain.